So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. All right, all right, all right. It's Firing Squad, everybody. And this is your favorite guilty pleasure, a.k.a. the Chad and Cheese podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel Cheeseman. Joined, as always, the Woody to my buzz. Chad Sowash is in the house, and we welcome Sayal Megos, co-founder and CEO of MetaView, to the program. Sayal, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to have you here. So most of our listeners don't know who the hell you are. Give us a little bit about you <laughs> and a Twitter bio. Nice. Thanks. Uh, so I'm Sile. As mentioned, I'm one of the co-founders at MetaView. Been building MetaView for about four years. Before that was on the, the product team at Uber when they were the one of the fastest growing companies on the planet, which is uh, really where I started to get pretty nerdy and frustrated about hiring processes and how we might be able to use technology to improve them. MetaView is pretty full on, so but outside of work, uh, I got a very young family. So I have a two-year-old and a six-week-old. So if I fall asleep wow. during the, the show, then please uh, forgive me. It's nothing to do with the, how entertaining the show is. It's only to do with the lack of sleep. So pretty full on on that side uh, of things. Doesn't leave much space for, for other things. My wife's on a mission to visit 100 countries in her lifetime. So by default, I do a bunch of traveling too. We're currently on 60 uh, which is, uh, you know, we're getting there, but the pesky kids have sort of got in the way uh, of late. <laughs> I grew up in London, uh, currently live here too, but in between, I uh, have spent a bit of time living on the West Coast of the US and a couple of years living in Amsterdam as well. So that's a bit about me. Benny Hill or Monty Python, which is funnier? <laughs> I would say Monty Python, uh, but that is a, both a little bit before my time. But Monty Python, I think, has stood the test of time a little more, you know? <laughs> He's off to a great start, calling us old. He's off to a great start. Joel just loves Benny Hill because of all the boobs that were that came along with Benny Hill. You say that like it's a bad thing. I didn't. I was just putting out a fact. So how many how many countries in Europe have you actually uh, visited? All? No. Most? Europe has a bunch of countries in it. <laughs> uh, there's loads of small ones that we haven't been to. And, but my wife's very strategic about it. She's like, listen, we can do those European ones easily anytime. So what we had to do before we started having a family was go to the sort of hard to travel to places. And then she's got a bunch that are easier to travel to now. So we're more likely to do a bunch of those European countries. And then I guess like we get back to like challenging ourselves when, you know, in some <laughs> distant future. Talk about how great Portugal is when you visit. That's how you get on Chad's good side. Everybody loves Portugal. Shut up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
<laughs> Enough of this Euro trash. Tell him what he's won. Yes, this is how Firing Squad is going to play out. At the sound of the bell. You're going to have two minutes to pitch MetaView. At the end of two minutes, we're going to hit you with about 20 minutes of Q&A. Be sure to be concise or you're going to get the crickets. Just means to uh, tighten up your shit and move along. At the end of Q&A, you will receive one of either from the two of us. Big applause. Pop the champagne. This one is a winner. Golf clap. Put away the champagne. It's looking good, but you still have a lot of work to do or the firing squad. Ouch. Chat GPT just drank all the champagne. You better pull out the whiteboard because this one is headed to the dumpster, kids. That's firing squad. Chat GPT, more like Chat GPT with the guns. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm ready. The pitch begins now. Interviews are the most crucial touch point in any hiring process. They are where the decision gets made by the team and by the candidate. But every recruiter and every interviewer hates frantically taking notes during interviews rather than actually engaging with candidates, then spending a bunch of time submitting subpar notes that don't really feel like a full reflection of the conversation. MetaView makes it so that you never have to take interview notes manually again. No more sort of cracking your knuckles before and taking a big deep breath before the interview begins. MetaView does that exhausting work for you. Um, We've built the first of its kind AI that seamlessly records your interviews, then generates your interview notes for you. So recruiters and interviewers can instead focus on high quality interactions with candidates, save time writing up notes after every interview, and really just give the judgment, the decision and why they're making that decision rather than sort of the morass of of, of content you captured during the, the, the interview. Um, What's more, the notes are far higher quality than you'd be able to write yourself because, of course, robots are doing it for you. Um, A few things that that make experience of using MetaView the best assistant for your interviews. One, our notes are purpose-built for recruiting, so they take into account all of the context and specificities of the interview context. Secondly, where typical transcription might let you down, maybe with technical terms or specialist language within your industry or company names, MetaView does not because we've trained it particularly for this use case. Uh, And thirdly, we know that every person's note-taking needs are different. So after every interview, based on what you do with your notes, our AI tailors and improves itself to get closer to your specific needs for note-taking. So that means if you prefer paragraphs to bullet points, your notes will be in paragraphs instead of bullet points. If you prefer bullet points, they'll be in bullet points. If you prefer really succinct notes versus really detailed, it will take that form. So it learns based on how you take notes. Um, our AI-generated notes are being used by recruiters and interviewers at companies like Brex, Robinhood, AngelList, Pure Storage, and the proof is really in the pudding. 80% of recruiters say they would be very disappointed to have to go back to the old way of doing things. They say it saves them anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes after an interview and obviously has an immeasurable impact on candidate experience. 50% more scorecards are being completed within 12 hours. Head to, that's a, I obviously overran. Head to metaview.ai to find out more. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. We'll, we'll let you squeak in that, that last bit there. MetaView, the name, talk about that. Your MetaView.ai, MetaView.com is not in use right now. Did you try to buy it? And more interestingly, has Zuckerberg called you to file a lawsuit? Yeah. Okay. So MetaView is a mashup of uh, metadata and interview. So that's where the name comes from. Uh, meta, metadata is data about data. We found that a lot of people were focusing on the outcomes of the hiring process, right? Like time to close or time to offer offer acceptance rates without having any data about what led to those data points. So that's where the name comes from. 
Um, we would love to have the .com uh, watch this space uh, on that one. Uh, and uh, Zuck has not been in touch. Uh, we were MetaView before Meta was, uh, I guess, like part of everyone's daily parlance. Part of the daily lexicon of business yeah. with Meta. Okay, I can I can buy that. I can buy that. So there seems to have been a fair amount of pivot with ChatGPT and what the business, the core business, to what it is now. I think December or February, maybe something major happened. Talk about the pivot, why you did it, and what the difference in the business now versus what it was before. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't call it a pivot. The the, the okay. product still um, retains a lot of its uh, the features it had before that point. Really, what changed with uh, we've been working with OpenAI for a couple of years on a few elements of our product. It's sort of how we ended up enriching a lot of data off the back of interviews. But what sort of the the changes around you, you said December is when all these changes started to rapidly occur. We then launched this new product, this AI note taker, in February. Um, what we saw is it just solves a different pain point for a different bunch of people. So previously, we would sell sort of to help organizations understand and take control of their interview process. It was a strategic sale, still very much part of our business. What we're finding now with AI-generated notes is it's just flying off the shelves for individual recruiters who want to make their life easier and want to give it a go. And we are wrapping a sort of a, a different go-to, you know, different go-to-market around that. We're enabling people to sign up and start to use it and have a very quick onboarding because the product really speaks for itself. And the time to value is so clear, so instantaneous, and the value is so clear to them that it's just crazy not to. So the problem you're trying to solve is note-taking. Is that the scope? That's the problem as the sort of the end user feels it for sure. Like the sort of the the, the, the franticness and exhaustion of taking notes if you're running sort of five to 10 interviews a day, yes. Obviously, the downstream impacts of that impacts the candidate experience. It impacts the speed of your, when you run better interviews because you're actually present during the, the conversation, you make better decisions, which means you have fewer weaker candidates sort of polluting the, the rest of your pipeline. But yeah, I think it's really fair to say the big sort of, the, the, the painkiller that we're providing to folks is stop stop doing that really manual rope work because machines are better at it now. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much a micro point solution at this point, right? Feature so, versus product. Yeah. I mean, when you take a look at it, is are you looking to, to prospectively grow this into a platform or really just focus micro and get this right for really a small segment of the universe? Or are you looking to expand that? So right now, laser focused on this AI note generation, there's so much more you can do to make it even more delightful. Um, the way that we think about, I guess, the market is that summarization is going to be one of the key um, uh, capabilities that is going to uh, impact many parts of business. So like people will be summarizing all of their meetings and they'll be relying on on AI to do that. And there'll be very, various platforms that will you know, do that job. Maybe Teams already has this capability for general meetings. Zoom, I'm sure, will at some point too. But recruiters and people involved in interviewing have a very specific workflow and very specific expectations around you know, who can access their notes, uh, who, talking in the, who, who in the conversation is the person we're most interested in getting notes about. There, there are all these very specific things. That means we have this having a dedicated summarization solution for interviews makes a ton of sense. And there's loads more we can do there before you move into that platform world. When you think about that platform world, we actually have a bunch of these capabilities already because uh, this is because we 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 built these previously. Um, what mm. we focus a lot on is uh, one: how do you help interviewers level up? So as well as sort of taking that um, taking away the need to write notes, which means you can be more present in interviews, which is a real sort of like uh, you, you know real release valve in terms of 
improving your ability to run interviews, we also play back data. How much did you speak compared to the candidate? How many questions did you ask during the interview? And how does that compare to other people in your company who are responsible for the same interview type? So we can give you really contextual data to help you understand, huh, looks like I, I ran that interview a little differently to what I usually to what I usually do. Okay. Secondly, we help organizations create training programs that are fully automated too. So a lot of top uh, tech companies, especially, and, and I'm sure it's true in other parts of other 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 sort of parts of industry, uh, will train up interviewers by having them shadow. So hey, listen in on Joel next time he's doing an interview. We think he's really good at interviewing. You can learn how he does it. That has a couple of downsides. One, Joel might be good at interviewing, but this next interview might be terrible, and it might be with a candidate who is really not up to the not up to the task and therefore you never really get to see what a rigorous interview looks like uh, and now you're calibrated based on this weak interview the great thing about having this corpus of recorded interviews which is is part of messages platform is you can actually identify your canonical examples of amazing interviews ran by your best interviewers and say every single person who's going to interview at this company going forward is going to listen to those very best interviews before they start doing it themselves um, so training was a is a is a big part of it too essentially there's a whole number of applications that unwrap themselves when you're capturing these conversations but AI notes generation is the painkiller that makes people say, hey, I want this today. Okay. So who are your main competitors in your mind today? From an AI notes uh, perspective, we're really first to market with this and light years ahead of any competition because anyone else, if you look at, say, the otters of the world or these, these companies that do generalized meeting summarization, they're not specific for the use case, which means like really is there's no competition. In terms of the broader interview intelligence market, there are other companies like Bright Hire, Pillars, uh, who who sort of also record interviews uh, as well. Yeah, now you've got mm-hmm. chat GPT in the market. Plus you're gonna have to face some, some bigger competition with uh, organizations who have been in the chat realm for a very long time and they're already gathering this data. Now they can plug into chat GPT and just bulletize what happened. So when you take a look at the landscape today, especially with organizations who can plug into chat GPT and take all of this text, like you're saying, it's it's not created the way that I want it. Well, I can get it there pretty quick. All I have to do is tap into an API and boom, I'm done. What is your next step? Because this isn't going to get you where you need to go. Uh, just to clarify your question, when you're saying these other players that have chats, what sort of thing are you referring to? I'm talking about conversational AI, talking about all of these other, I mean, even Honit, who does a transcription, I take the entire transcription, all I have to do is plug it into ChatGPT and I can get it bulletized in a heartbeat. It takes no time. Yeah, yeah. So where, where you start to gain advantage over time is uh, one, integrating into workflows, as I mentioned. So I mentioned a few. The fact that we know, given we have integrations with the ATS, we know that the recruiter for this role is this person. So when the candidate was interviewed by the hiring manager, we can default into knowing the can the recruiter has access to that set of notes, which means they don't have to spend time chasing up hiring managers to say, hey, give me your summary, only to get a one-line summary. All of that is sort of ingested into the workflow of this summarization. Well, all that should go into the ATS in the first place, right? And you're just mm-hmm. integrating it into the ATS. So, I mean, this is all system and process. This has nothing to do with your yeah. system. No, no, it does because the, the, the generation of the content that goes into the ATS, which is... Where's my record keeping system? Are you my record keeping system? Uh, no. You are not. So therefore, it has to go to my applicant tracking system. That's where yeah. I'm going to do business. So from a process methodology standpoint and from a record keeping and storage standpoint, it better be in my damned ATS. So yeah. it, that's, a pro- that's nothing that you have control over. Correct? It's correct that we don't have uh, control over. So the pushing of the content and helping people fill in the ATS. Do you have control over where the record keeping actually takes place? 
No. It's going to happen storage-wise as in the ATS. So therefore, access is available to anybody who has an access point there, right? So either you're talking about SMBs who are going to use your platform as a point solution, and they're going to use it as the full solution. But when you're talking about enterprise, you're talking about an entirely different animal. Let me let me go ahead and really quick pivot into experience. You and your co-founder, how much experience do you have in this industry before actually starting MetaView? As, as hiring managers and interviewers, we were hiring managers and interviewers for four or five years. That, that's not in this. That's not in this industry. That's not talent acquisition. Being a hiring yeah. manager, I was that before too. Has no bearing on understanding the processes. The issues and the problems in this in this industry. Before you started MetaView, how long have you or your co-founder actually been in this industry? It, it, given the definition that you described there, we were not in this industry before starting the company. Okay, Joel. Let's talk about fundraising. You guys have raised uh, $7.6 million. Uh, $6 million of that was in late 21, uh, so it's been a while. What have you done with the money you've raised? Is there going to be another round here soon? Talk about investment. Yeah, bulk of the cash as, as I guess with any uh, company at our stage was used on on uh, building the team, uh, getting much more experimental on the marketing side of things too now as well, um, which is which is uh, yeah, yeah, a good thing. Um, so in terms of raising again, uh, we'll look at things later this year is uh, where our sort of timeline brings us in. What's up guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI to programmatic advertising? Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. So you mentioned building a team. Richard Cho is a, uh, a fan of the show, and uh, a f- we're a fan of his. As- and Chad sort of grilled you on experience uh, in the industry. I will help you out a little bit and say that you are at least bringing some people onto the team that have a pretty deep knowledge oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Of, of the industry. So talk about getting Richard on the team. Uh, he's an advisor at, at Gem still. I don't know exactly what his relationship is there, but he's on your team. Talk about that. Yeah. So uh, Rich Cho was, uh, we got an introdu- introduction to him probably about three years ago now um, from Village Global, who are one of our early backers. And we sort of initially just jammed on the products really. Is that a time where it was a, more of a prototype? Uh, Robinhood was going through absolutely crazy, uh, crazy growth at the time. Um, and he had a bunch of thoughts around the directions we should take the product, uh, which were all pretty prescient, but not something, not things we could do at that top, at the point. We were sort of three people. Uh, so, uh, we obviously had to pick our, uh, pick which arrows we put our wood behind. Um, and we've just stayed in touch since he was, he became a customer at Robinhood, um, uh, over time. Uh, and 
we've stayed in touch as he moved on to gem uh and increasingly i've been sort of picking his brains for sort of some of the some of the sort of both positioning questions but also very much product questions too around what direction to take the product and uh yeah we made it official uh start of last month that he's a he's a strategic advisor to the company so you mentioned some of your uh, logos uh customers uh which from my standpoint are pretty small in nature and chad sort of alluded to who, what's your customer look like? Who is your customer? Who you're targeting? Talk about global footprint, if any at all, at the moment. Typical customer is uh, venture-backed uh, tech company, so usually Series B to Series D, and then a couple of uh, increasing, increased like a couple of marquee customers further along than that. Um, uh, recently, especially with the launch of uh, AI Notes, we're finding a lot more inbound from other parts of the market, whether that's recruitment agencies or much smaller organizations, maybe just even with one recruiter who's, you know, wall to wall doing interviews every day that we can help. Uh, but typical sweet spot is that sort of series B to series D, maybe maybe series, up to series E, I'd say. Uh, in terms of sort of international footprint, you asked as well, we're about 50% of our customers are in the US uh, and then the rest are dotted around different, different parts of Europe. So we have sort of, yeah, it's about 50-50 at the moment. So why this industry? It's slow to adopt. It doesn't garner the types of budgets that marketing and sales does. So, I mean, why get into this tar pit? Yeah. <laughs> you folks have probably heard this from a bunch of founders before, but really when you're starting a company, the, the best advice is to scratch your own itch. And at the end of the day, much as, as you pointed out, we don't have uh, frontline recruiting experience as founders. We were at companies where we were running a lot of interviews as as hiring managers and sort of interviews on other people's loops. Uh, you know, Uber, as I said, I was there 2016, 2017, growing incredibly fast. Co-founder was at Palantir, which uh, interviews a lot of people to make one hire. Let's put it that way. So you end up just doing a lot of interviewing. Uh, and that's where we really got exposed to the, to, to the problem. So uh, yeah, it was very much scratch your own itch thing. It wasn't sort of a super opportunistic thing necessarily. It was uh, something we felt that we were well understood really well from again a hiring manager and interviewer perspective um i think the thing that we've learned a lot is with folks like rich has, have really helped us with this is the way that recruitment both the, the work that recruitment have to do around interviewing but also the way they view it which i think when you scratch beneath the surface is this is just a big dependency for them they need to hit they're sort of supposed to hit their number they really value the sort of the quality of their relationship with their hiring manager and they just have this big dependency in their ability to achieve which is the interviews and none of those people in that interview process report to them or work with them. And so that's sort of the other side of the coin that we realized over the last, well, you know, as we started the company. But yeah, anyway, background is um, it was our own itch. We wanted to scratch it. We didn't probably know all of those, all of those characteristics of the market that you just described, Chad. Those weren't top of mind for us. We just wanted to, we just thought this product made a lot of sense. So go to market. Talk to me about your sales go to market strategy. I'll go to market um, it, as of uh, six weeks ago now we launched a free trial so folks can get onboarded for as as, as few fewer as many seats as they want and run a free trial uh which runs for for 10 interviews so you get your first 10 ai meta view written ai notes for free and then we have a conversation about converting and you can buy one seat or you can buy 100 seats it's up to you um uh, and then if you decide you want to roll it up past your recruitment team then it's more of an enterprise discussion because obviously a lot of interviews don't interview every time and per seat doesn't quite make sense. So sorry, per seat for for recruiters and then enterprise for if you want to roll out beyond the recruiting team. Okay. Are you going direct? Is the, the main focus direct to brands? Or are you actually doing uh, partnerships with other platforms? Vast majority direct. As in direct, direct is our, our focus is on getting, getting direct as efficient and optimized and predictable as possible. Okay. So what about integrations? What uh, integrations do you currently support? I see that it says you sync 
with the applicant tracking system. What does that mean? What applicant tracking system? Tell me more. Sure. So, uh, yeah, we're sort of partners with Greenhouse, Lever, Ashby, uh, uh, Workable, uh, Team Taylor, Recruiter, a few others. So, again, these mid-market, uh, mid-market ACSs uh, is, is, are the ones we partner with most closely. And then our system also works seamlessly. from a, So that's one, that's one really sort of important integration point. You don't need to integrate with your ATS to use MetaView. You can still get really high quality. You can still have your notes written for you, even if you don't integrate to the ATS. It just helps with some of the workflow that we were talking about earlier. And, you know, as you said, that's where the notes need to end up. Um, uh, and then on the video conferencing side, uh, Teams, Zoom, and Google, we, 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 we capture interviews on those, those platforms. Talk to me about your exit plan. What are you looking to do? Are you looking to actually have a bigger player gobble you up to be a part of a, a larger ecosystem? Are you looking to prospectively turn this into uh, a platform that serves more than just note-taking? Definitely the latter. So if you, if you buy the idea that interviews have always been this black hole in your hiring process, uh, which we completely do, then the ability to turn that those conversations into data is going to help our customers make much better hiring decisions in the future. And if you have access to what's actually happening in the interviews, given that is where the decisions get made, if you're the platform that has those interviews, uh, is making those interviews available to your, to our customers, then actually suddenly you become a really interesting place for those hiring managers to make their decision. So if you think about the system of action for a hiring manager, where does a hiring manager go and a recruit anyone involved in hiring decisions go to make their decisions? Currently, of course, the, the final decision is logged in the ATS, but the actual act of the hiring decision is usually debrief conversations or Slack messages back and forth or corridor conversations, and it's not super data-driven. But actually, if you have the data, then you can become that system of action for hiring. And that's our, our, our bigger play. And we think a lot of power, I guess strategically, a lot of power rushes to the platform that has the most compelling data about your hiring. And actually, we think the most compelling data is in these conversations. Walk me through how this is recording conversations. Is this a Chrome browser extension that re- that you turn on and it records phone calls? Is it a mobile app that's that's recording both ends of the phone call? Talk to me about that because I'm a little I'm a little confused about how you can pick up video conferencing as well as your phone calls and record all that. Talk talk me through that. From our, our systems perspective, those are two applications. We have our video conferencing bot that will essentially pass whatever, whether it's a Teams link, a Zoom link, or a Google Meet link, will understand that this is where the interview is happening and they will join that as a participant and record at that point. From a phone uh, conversation, it's it's your classic switchboard. Uh, application where someone will dial our number first and then they'll like patch through to the candidate and that's how we, we capture those. So those are two different like channels for capturing the conversation. Do you also capture the video? It's it's configurable. So some cust- most customers prefer to capture the video too. Some opt for just audio. Which makes it odd that you wouldn't say like a higher view or a Vervo wasn't a competitor. No? Um most of the time, on the, definitely for our market, most most of the perception, most people see higher view more as a sort of top of funnel filtering tool that's sort of like uh the asynchronous video interviewing, the on-demand video interviewing. What we focus on is completely the live video, live interviewing, where you have a human being talking to another human being. Um, and they're sort of like meand- potentially meandering conversation, potentially going off on tangents. Those are all of the problems that we witnessed, uh, less so the sort of the top of funnel filtering. How do I not like leaf through thousands and thousands of CVs and maybe rule some people out based on an on-demand interview? Clarify this for me. Chad asked you about integrations. You started talking about partnerships with Greenhouse and some others. Are those different in your mind? Like, have you built on those platforms? Talk, if not, if you haven't built on it, what's what is partnership in your definition? Partnership really 
it, it, it means that we we are um, uh, we have an agreement in place with these organizations that we uh, are logged on their partner app store. We have access to certain of their APIs, which means we can build either write data to the ATS or pull data from the ATS, depending on the, the our customer's discretion. Um, so it's it's a relatively, uh, it can be light touch. It's really, again, really up to the customer. Um, okay. But that's what partnership means in that context. It's not a... Uh, it's not like a go-to-market or a marketing partnership in it necessarily. That's okay. really we source our customers. It just tends to be a lot of them are greenhouse or lever or workable users. You guys are on all those marketplaces. If I use your service, I can use it integrated into the system. Okay. All right. Um, I think last one for me is the world is moving toward more automation. Chat GPT is going to be everywhere. Chat sort of alluded to being a commodity at some point where hell, I can just plug it in and, and I'm a competitor of yours, or it's easy easy to do that. Convince me that this product won't be irrelevant in five years. So five years from now, is obviously that, that, that's a very long time. Pick whatever time frame you'd like. Three? The, the context for your question was more about note-taking. So the reason note-taking will always be specific for interviewing is because of the workflows that sit around recruiting. I talked about some of the sort of the characteristics. I think, Chad, you alluded to the idea, well, I could get the transcript, I could give... Uh, chat GPT some prompts and they could they could format it for me. The fact is we have a bunch of people who are working tirelessly and every day to make sure that this is the the perfect note taker for this particular context. Uh, and I sort of I won't sort of bore you by talking through some of those contexts again, but that's the the primary reason why there will be specific applications specific note-taking applications for very common structured conversation types, such as interviewing, just as there'll be one for sales conversations and one for customer research conversations, for example, there'll be one for interviewing. Broader, broad, in, in, the longer, in the longer term, again, the richest data that you've never had in your hiring process is what happens between interviewers, hiring managers, and candidates in those conversations. If you're the organization that knows what topics are being covered in those, if you're the if you're the, the platform that knows what topics are being covered in those conversations, how long different people are speaking for, when this person is really vocal during the debrief, we tend to make bad hires. If you start to get these sort of alerts and these, these bells ringing in your company, suddenly you're in this world where you have a much better hold on how you can actually design a high quality interview process and hiring process, as opposed to what most companies do, which is leave it to luck. Like, hey, I think this person, this person seems pretty smart. Let's put them in the interview room. And I've got no log of whether they've made good decisions in the past. I don't really remember what they said for this, but it's it's just a complete, uh, hiring has not had that money ball moment yet. And that's what's going to change. In 30 seconds or less, uh, run us through your pricing. Pricing is uh, start free trial. Uh, if you want to use it uh, beyond that, it's $25 per seat, per recruiter seat. Uh, and then if you want to expand it beyond recruiters into the whole organization, then it's a much lower unit price per seat because, of course, these people don't interview, but it's essentially based on the volume of interviewing. And that's per month? You can go per month. Most people go per year. When you say 25, it's per month? 25 per, per month, billed annually, $32 per month if you want to go month to month. All right. You know the bell. It's the end of the Q&A. It is time to face the firing squad. Sayal, are you ready? Yeah, bring it on. Get him, Chad. I got to say, I love, love, love the idea of taking big tasks off of recruiters and then also hiring managers. Because, yeah, that, that, that was one of the things that really sucked about being a hiring manager was doing interviews because they suck. They're, they're horrible. They're they're uncomfortable and you don't get a chance to really focus because you're taking notes and because you're thinking about what's my next question and et cetera, et cetera. So it is a pain in the ass. 
Interview data needs to be gathered so that training can actually happen. So, so I agree with that 100%. And I love that, you know, uh, Cho is on board. He's a great guy. Uh, and he's been in the space for a minute. So it, it's good. So next time somebody asks you about experience, just pull out a picture of Richard Cho. Okay. Joel hooked you up on that. One. Um, but for me, the, the biggest issue I think I have right now is that it timing. Take a look at the, the, the current landscape. Take a look at chat GPT. The solution, it's a little bit too micro for me. Once you start to expand and prospectively be able to start pushing out training modules and, and start to create a training business, I think there's something there. The experience that you and your founder have, like I'd said earlier, you have to lean very heavily on individuals who have been in this industry who understand not just the tech stack, but the process methodology and also the thought process behind talent acquisition. It is much different than most other business leaders, I promise you. Go to market execution, I would go to white labeling as soon as humanly possible because there are so many damned threats that are out there that you might not even see right now. So at the end of the day, I love where you're going. This is very early, I think, in the journey for me. So I'm going to have to give you the firing squad. Ouch. Ouch. All right, Sile, you still got to face me. This one's really hard for me. We're in the early, early days of ChatGPT. And I can remember a day when, you know, there might have been a few players that were doing like search engine optimization for jobs. And people would say like, oh, if you just fix the URL, if you just fix the title tags, then everyone has SEO, right? The truth is jobs to web was really the only solution uh, that paid, that got paid big money for what they did. You can say the same about mobile or particularly job postings, right? Like, oh, if I just plug in an API, I've got every single job that Indeed has, I've every single job that Monster has. Like if you're a job board, then you're irrelevant, right? Because this thing is a commodity. To me, chat GPT is in the same place. Like, I think it's a little bit disingenuous to just say, well, anyone can plug this technology in and you're all the same and you're on a, on a level playing field and it's a commodity. I do think that while the technology will be available, I don't think it's as clear as saying everyone's going to be the same because they can plug in this technology. I think that right now you're more you're much more of a feature than a product. I think you need to work hard to become more of a product and become like the place where people go for all things uh, interviewing. I don't know what that looks like. You guys live this every day, so uh, hopefully you'll figure that out. But I do think unless you become more of a product, there are going to be a lot of companies with this feature and you're going to get squeezed out as an also ran. And I don't think that you you want that. You don't have experience in this industry. However, you're clearly a smart guy. Spent some time at Uber and some other places. I think Richard Cho speaks volumes in terms of my impression of your stock, if there was stock at the moment. Richard Cho, Facebook... I mean, Jim, I mean, his resume speaks for itself, but he would not be on board this company in any form or fashion unless he saw something there that was worth getting behind. Pricing, I think, is 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 right on. I don't think it's a, it's a hurdle. I like that you're transparent with your pricing. A lot of people are not in this space. So for me, like, it's just really hard to like endorse it and get on board, but it's also, I think, impossible for me to just uh, shoot it down to the firing squad. So for me... This is going to be a golf clap. I think there's opportunity. We're unclear what chat GPT is going to look like. And you're bringing on team members that know the market. So I think you got your work cut out for you, but you can make it thus the golf clap. So that is one firing squad and one golf clap for Meta View. How do you feel? It's early. It's early. Come on, man.
Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Chin really up. appreciate the feedback. I think there's some great feedback there. Uh, so appreciate it and th- thanks, uh, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, we know we're, we're, uh, we've got some really happy customers out there. So um, that's, what, that's, that's, I guess, the most important thing. And Chad's just a dumb American anyway. For those yeah. that want to know more about MetaView, where would you send them? Head over to metaview.ai, sign up for a free trial. We'd, uh, we'd love to get you on board. And uh, yeah, you can decide, I guess, whether, uh, whether it makes a difference for you. Chad, he's limping out with some some blood flowing, but he's still alive. <laughs> Maybe he'll be back in a few years to tell us to stick it with how successful his company has been. And with that, another firing squad is in the books. We out. We out. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.